Hi, you're listening to the Sunnyside Podcast Show with me, PJ. Me, Ron. And me, Scott. And special guest. John McRae. And it's Cue the Music. The whatever the fuck <laughs> it is. Cue the theme, John. Oh, that was nearly perfect. <laughs> Should we just keep it as is? Yeah. No, yeah. yeah. Okay, yeah. that's fine. Yeah, me bollocks. <laughs> keep on Sunnyside, always on Sunnyside. Keep on Sunnyside alive. It will help us every day. John McRae's here. John's a lovely. Uh, John McRae? John McRae, comic artist John McRae, who <laughs> has drawn everything imaginable from uh, Batman through to. Is there a character that has a Z on it? Uh, what character? Scooby Doo's. Scooby Doo's. <laughs> <laughs> and everything in between. Uh, and is currently drawing uh, a new image book, which is uh, going to be in preview shortly. And he's our special guest. Yay, John. It's, it's, it's Lovely to be here. Yeah. <laughs> PJ always tries to emulate a crowd, and he never seems to understand <laughs> how pitiful it sounds. <laughs> Yay! <laughs> anyway. Right here. Right, okay. We've been, uh, before the show started, we've been chatting about this, and, and it's time to break this now. Um, I, my wife went to Disney World with uh, our youngest son. Now, for listeners of the show that have heard this show a long time ago... Yeah, John, en- enough about you. I'm so PJ, ha- no, PJ no, no, has no, a story to tell. I'm so triggered right now. <laughs> this, is, <laughs> this is Ron's story. This is Ron. Tell us your story about Disney World. Many Ron. years ago, whenever uh, Disney World Paris opened, it was called Euro Disney back then, my, my parents got an invite to go to the opening week, and they left me and my brother behind. Wow, <laughs> that's, not, that's not the way you told this story. This is the way you told it when we when you first told us this story. This is what you said. You said, "Oh, we had Disneyland Paris. My my parents, um, my parents went there. They're, your parents went there. Did take you? Oh no, no, we. I just stayed at home. You, your parents went to Disney World, and you just stayed at home. Yeah, it was fine. <laughs> Do you, did your parents leave you at home? Oh my God, they did. They left me at home. <laughs> <laughs> Suddenly, it's like years of abuse. <laughs> yeah, uh, believe me, it wasn't lost on me at the time. Whenever they were showing me all the photographs, I mean, this was incredible. <laughs> and I was like, "Yeah, it looks really good. It looks like that would be a lot of fun Choke. for a child, a child of twelve to enjoy." <laughs> did they leave you defend for yourself at twelve, or did you? Um, at the time, my my dad's sister was living in a, in a flat on the side of our house and basically <laughs> she, she came in and fed us but essentially we were on our own for <laughs> <a week>. <laughs> <laughs> it, w- it was it was it was a we have like I, Annette and I have debates about whether it's okay to leave our 13 year old for half an hour when we nip to the shops and stuff and your parents are going we're off to Disney World fuck you you're yeah, on I your own it's a I different world now, PJ. You know? <laughs> I was at school during the days and everyone's like going like you know, what's up with you? And I'm like, my parents went to dinner. <laughs> and they just left me at home. No one believed me. And like, literally... Are you telling the teachers this? Literally, they just brought me home a fucking t-shirt. That said... My no, it just said Euro this- Disney on the back. <laughs> Not Euro Disney, they're Euro Disney. I don't, I don't think Disney make me... My, my, parents went to, my parents went to Euro Disney and all they brought me home was this shitty t-shirt. Uh... <laughs> That's funny. That's so, why. That so your your wife's done the same to you. No, no, she went. What happened was Nathan was. So you know Nathan went to Rome. Does um, he have it? Does he have it? 
the travel bug now? No, 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 he didn't go to... And I, when Nathan was going to Rome, and I went, oh, I feel a bit guilty Thomas isn't going somewhere. And I said, well, why don't you and Thomas look up... Your, you go to Disney, go to Disney. In the same week that Nathan's away, you guys go to Disney, and I'll be at home on my own. I'll get some work done. It'll be awesome. She went, okay. And then she went away and came back and says, it's a thousand pounds, and we're going about three weeks later. I went, that's not... that. I, I, that wasn't that's, the deal. That wasn't the plan. I was supposed to get work done, so she went away. And Nathan, so Nathan has uh, uh, Asperger's, so he's not very. He's a lovely kid, very smart kid, very funny kid, uh, very intelligent kid. But he is not one for actual physical affection. It's very hard to get a hug out of him. And and uh, they, they they came back from Disney World. We're going, Nathan. You've got to come to Disney World. He went, No, don't 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 like rides. Don't like any of it. So you could have really seen them. We showed him photos of all the characters hugging Thomas. And he's going, Oh, uh, no, that looks horrible. <laughs> no, I'm not doing that. No. So anyway, yeah. So yeah, well, if you could see the people inside those costumes, ah, yeah. You, yeah, you nearly spoiled that for my son. Oh yeah, yeah. You're around the house, and John's going, oh, sure, look at all those characters. None of those characters. They're all minimum wage workers. It's <laughs> terrible. Right. They're practically indentured slaves. It's awful. <laughs> and Tom's going. Tom's a single tear coming down from Tom's I eye. I said all those things, Paul, <laughs> before you could cut me off. That's right. <laughs> I think it's you who's the failure here. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, it's uh, it's the week after. Well, it's actually happening at the minute, San Diego Comic Con, and mm. that means trailers. Yeah, well, let's let's talk about John's. You've been to San Diego Comic Con a lot. I have, yes. Yeah, but, but uh, between ninety three and two thousand and three, I went every year. And then and then it, that's when it got massive. Well, it was just not because every- you stopped going. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. He's, going, that massive. fucking Irish guy's not here. <laughs> Woohoo! Party! <laughs> no, it just it just got bigger and bigger and bigger, and just a, more and just more as it became more, more acceptable more, to be a nerd. More and more Hollywood. Yeah. And eventually, on the last time I was there, I would walk into the bar, and there would just be a whole sea of really good-looking people in suits, all there. And you'd go, "Who are all these people? Uh, they're not my people." And they were all just Hollywood guys there to try and find the next thing and it was just horrible i'm so. not the next thing i'm the last thing i'm exactly. out of here yeah, exactly. <laughs> i wasn't gonna get it <laughs> there's nobody there for me <laughs> but that kind of sums it up when ron says it's the weekend after san diego comic-con and that means trailers exactly. that's not that's not what you should be excited yeah. about well, the I mean, weekend it, after comic-con the, the actual comics news is yeah. very hard to get out of there i know <laughs> i mean it, it appears in the old tweet here and there but unless unless it's being rapidly retweeted you just don't see it yeah but well, they say, I mean, if somebody goes, I've got a book coming out, and that's it. That's your bit of information. But somebody goes, here's a trailer for a movie. Oh, let's all sit and watch the movie trailer now. Yeah. And then let's watch mm. it again and again and again. You can't, yeah. you can't There's only so excited you can get about a cover. And I've got excited about quite a few covers this weekend. Yeah. <laughs> but um, trailers are at least a good three to, three to four minutes of entertainment. Yes. They yes. should just make trailers, I they think. Should, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Of comics. Yes. Comic trailers. Um, yeah. So we watched some of the trailers. John watched some of the trailers with us. John, John, you would normally, you'd come, John would pop over to Belfast every so often. I'm going to speak for sure. you now because this is what I do here on this show. And, and it's we good would to sit, be here, Paul. <laughs> <laughs> and we would sit and watch trailers sometimes. Cause oh, yeah. Because you, you love, you you are all, you always seem to be working, so you never get a chance to see any of these trailers. I barely watch telly. Yeah. I just, I don't. Yeah. Though it's improved as my kids have got older and they've got more into the movies as well. Okay. So... 
they'll come along and go, Dad, have you seen this trailer? And stick it in front of oh, my okay. face. So, but none of those ones. Yeah, none of the ones no. we just watched. No, none of those. Um, Hadn't seen any the, of those. Yeah, we, watched, we just binged watched all of the little trailers. So um, do you want to talk about each of them in turn? Or? Okay, well, the first what one was, was Shazam. Yeah, I like that. Mm. I thought that was good. Um, I, I don't know why I wasn't... I, I, it hadn't occurred to me before... But I saw a photo, a single photo, and I went, oh, this is just big. This is big with superheroes. <laughs> That's what this is. Yeah, yeah, I, that, never, that pretty I, much I, is what it is, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, it never occurred to me before, but but <clears> but maybe <throat> it's because they never pushed it as like that, but that's sort of what it is. Yeah, and it looks like the first fun DC film. Yeah. Like, they've just well, all been so... ignore Batman 66 and stuff. <laughs> can, can we do that? No. <gasps> you can't Please. do that. No. <laughs> <laughs> what did you think of it, John? I, I thought it looked terrific, yeah. I mean, I am not the biggest DC film fan. Uh, I don't Are think I'm any? Who is? <laughs> Wonder Woman was acceptable oh, yes. up, okay, to, yeah. up to the end. The ending yeah. was tripe, but up, the, up till Steve there. Trevor, spoilers, Steve Trevor sacrificed himself. Yeah. That was all yeah. nice, the, the death of him, but <clears throat> the big payoff villain, oh, God, yeah. ho-hum. But yeah, yeah Shazam looks great. He he's he looks like the character, and this is yeah. the thing that I've noticed more of the comics doing is just embracing the crazy of the reality of the comic. Yeah, just saying, yeah, he that's what he looks like in the show. We're going to do that exactly. Yeah. Um, so yeah, please, it I looks mean, it looks really good fun. It's definitely a character that I'm not that familiar with in recent years. I mean, I read I read a lot of the old Captain Marvel stuff years ago, and sure. that was kind of a the, my only experience of Captain Marvel, except whenever he appeared in other books. Sure. Um, and now he's called Shazam, and I can't get used to calling him Shazam. I don't think he is called Shazam. I think if you, if you I think if he you, is called Shazam in no, the books. You, no, in, in the comics, I think they they call him Shazam. But I think if you actually Google that film in the in the cast credits, it's he's credited as Captain Marvel. Oh, really? So I yeah. suspect that they they are wearing the Shazam for all the trademark and all that. But but he's called Captain Marvel. But I don't. Th- I mean, I don't think anyone's going to call him that very much. Well, that's going to be confusing with the Captain Marvel movie coming out from Marvel well, next yeah, year. Yeah, but I, I think that's why they're going to on that's why they're doing Captain it. Marvel, no, Captain yeah. Marvel. But um, yeah, uh, yeah, because yeah, that's the way point. it is in the comic. Yeah, he yeah. says Shazam to turn into Captain Marvel. <clears throat> yeah. So yeah, tricky. Yeah, it's why I, I kind of was watching it, thinking, "Oh, well, now we could have a proper Miracle Man comic. Let's have that. Let's have all Mer's Miracle Man instead of all the snippets of things that have been stolen for other yeah. movies. Like mm. instead of instead of just Kid Miracle Man appearing in the Matrix, uh, let's have the proper Kid Miracle Man up there. That'd be awesome." Yeah, I think the, there's probably enough lawyers have had a hard time even getting the comics out, <laughs> let, alone, let alone making some movies out of it. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Uh, and then the next one that we watched was Aquaman. Yeah, I thought that was great. Yeah, Black Manta looks exactly like Black Manta. That's what shocked me. Awesome. And whenever he came on the screen, I was like, holy shit, they actually leaned into the Black Manta costume, which like really is, a, is, a, is a silly looking costume, but it looks, good. It looks yeah. great. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I, it looks like a character that'd be really hard to draw. I'm assuming you must have drawn Black Manta. No, no, point. never. God, have no. you not? No, no. just the, the the kind of oval shaped helmet that he wears, and and it just looks like it'd be a real pain to draw. No to face. Yeah. Fantastic. <laughs> <laughs> just, just, just a, just a, a simple dome. outline. Nice. That's okay. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I think I, I just really liked. I mean, I, I mean, I haven't been a big fan of Jason Momoa as Aquaman in the previous few movies. You're not a woman. Well, <laughs> listeners to the show last week will, will know that this, this is what I need to have reminded to me regularly, ever since my guts got bigger. But, uh, but um, 
I, I just like that the, you know the world of Aquaman is something that's, that looks really detailed yeah. and really um, like they've really put a lot of imagination into it. Um, yeah, it's a very fantasy thing. I I quite liked as well that a lot. I was expecting quite a lot of it to happen above the surface of the water. Yeah, uh, and and not to be so many underwatery bits. But but the trailer. I mean, people chatting underwater and, and the the visual effects of the hair floating around everywhere. Kind of reminded really me of cool. Avatar. That's Just, what I thought whenever they, whenever they first mm. kind of dive down and you see the the entire illuminated yeah. city. It, it reminded me a little bit of Liam Sharp's artwork. The the thing is, uh, you know, his kind of ornate, uh, decorative yeah. kind of lots of stuff going on. But maybe he worked flowy. on it. I, d- I don't know. Should we check the credits there? <laughs> Just in case Liam was a con- concept yeah. artist in that. Yeah, it might have been. Uh, and then we watched uh, Glass Trailer. Yeah. Which is the follow-up to Split, which was the surprise the surprise, yeah. sequel surprise, to surprise sequel to Unbreakable. Unbreakable that yeah, no I'm one, really no one excited. No knew was the sequel until like the last, the, li- the very the last, last scene of minutes. the film. Yeah, yeah. I'm very excited for this film. Unbreakable is one of my probably top ten favorite films. Really? Yeah. I, I mean, I kind of like I like all of his films. I'm not even going to attempt the pronunciation, but I like all of his films the first time I see them, and then I kind of think, oh well, I've seen that. There's I mean, no, he's, like he's, he's made some a, real stinkers in recent times. That you've eaten once. It's like, yeah. It feels like I've, eat, I've, had, I've, I've got to the center of that suite. I, I'm not going to get to the center of it again. That's yeah. the danger of the of films that, that seem to rely on a twist as a big selling point. No, but they the, always the, feel unbreakable, like, there, isn't really, there isn't really much of a twist. Well, I guess people yeah. thought yeah. The, twist no, the, the twist was the, oh, Samuel turns out Jackson was, super was the villain all along. No, it's, it's, it's the whole twist is that he is a superhero. He is a, there is a superhero and there is a supervillain. That's the whole twist of it. I wouldn't like. I don't think that is a, is the same as a Bruce Willis is dead twist. It's just it, it's just <laughs> a what? He's, what? <laughs> he's dead to me. <laughs> he's, he's been. This oh, ex- wait, have you seen this... Death Wish yet? Oh God, no, no. It's no. surprisingly entertaining. Yeah. Is it really? Yeah. yeah. Well, it is Bruce with a gun shooting people. He does but, that well. Yeah, it's 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 that's not exactly Bruce stretching himself, but it's uh, we we uh, we both watched it. The while yeah, we did. Yeah, and it's. Uh, Together, no, lovely. No, that would have been nice. <laughs> <laughs> but no, it was a surprisingly, surprisingly good take on the Death Wish stuff. So. Yeah, right, right. Yeah, but he's, um, but he's been basically making Death Wish since the mid eighties or something. Well, yeah, that, yeah. I mean, that's what Bruce is doing for is making Death Wish over and over again. <laughs> yeah. They're making a Die Hard prequel, but yet he's still in it. Not as himself again, is he? He's, he's credited as he John McLean. I mean, I, I would totally believe the Bruce Willis thinks he hasn't aged in <laughs> thirty years, but. <laughs> That's probably pushing it a bit. Mm. Yeah. Uh, and, and then the... Uh, the last king, one was Godzilla, King of the Monsters. Yeah, or is yeah. it King of Monsters? I don't know. King, king. Of all, king of all the Monsters? King of... King of the Hill. Yeah. <laughs> Definitely a bold claim, whatever it was. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so this is this is the third movie now in Universal's monster cycle. The, yes, Universal basically looked out at DC movies and Marvel movies and thought, "We need a franchise. We need to have something that can yes. carry the carry our audience in." What every characters year. do we have that are as deep and manifold and and have as have as much kind of psychosis and psychology in them? CGI carry- monsters. <laughs> That's what we have. <laughs> and but, let's get the guy who made the monster film with no monsters in it. To direct yes. our big monster film, yeah, that is the last if movie could, that I fell asleep in the cinema. If he could I, make this was that movie. That was Godzilla. the last Godzilla movie. The 
uh, Gareth Edwards. Gareth Edwards. Gareth Edwards. Gareth, film. He made a film called Monsters, but yeah. just before that, which was a really low budget film oh, about two about people that. trekking across. Mm. Um, yeah. Basically, yeah. trying to get out America of the quarantine. You probably could have got away with a claim under the trade description act of that yeah. one because <laughs> there was a distinct lack of monsters. Yeah, no, no, we are the monsters. Clever. We are the monsters. All I wasn't up for irony. I want the CGI <laughs> monsters. <laughs> but I've been. I, I've. I was tricked. I was tricked with the last Godzilla film. The because trailer you were for the Godzilla would the, be in it. Uh, what, that yeah, yeah. <laughs> the last trailer looked fucking fantastic. Yeah, really nice. And the, similar to this, had beautiful music, very low key, relied a lot on the visuals. And then when we got in there, the film was dung. The it film was, was absolutely pompous, yeah. awful. I had to be to with um, Brian Cranston Brian and the Cranston. guy from Kickass. The, yeah, the movie was great, and then Brian Cranston died. But he's and then the movie ten, was yeah, terrible. That's minutes exactly. In. The, I think that's the point <laughs> yeah. where I just sort of drifted off, and Susie had to keep on nudging me away. Yeah. <laughs> and what they did with Cranston is they killed him in the first ten minutes, and he oh. gets loaded onto a helicopter. Yeah. And then five minutes later, they have him talking. And that could have that could have been it for Cranston. Five minutes later, they have him on the helicopter again, saying his last goodbyes after we'd all accepted he was dead See, that was back when Brian Cranston <sighs> j- just finished making Breaking Bad yeah. and he was capitalising on that by being in every movie because yeah. <laughs> he'd show up in every movie for about five minutes got a and- big tax bill yeah. yep. gotta get yeah. working so but- I'm I'm cautiously optimistic I think the trailer looks fantastic the I, creature I, designs look beautiful I, want, I hope they mm. take the lesson from Kong rather than Godzilla and, and actually the Skull, there, the Skull lots, Island yeah, there's Kong a lot yeah. of, there was a lot of shots in that, that, that really beautiful yeah, looking shots really gorgeous looking shots and I, I've, I've said if I've reeled a little before about how I don't, I don't know I always feel a bit gypped that, that you get this gorgeous uh, artwork and then you see it on screen and it's like, oh, they've just done the same thing. It, it feels like it's like the art of books on screen. Like, yeah. you know, and I, I, I don't know why I feel so undermined by that. Why, why it shouldn't... I want more on screen now. Oh, I really so you want, you want them to take... Are you saying you want to take whenever you see the art of... You think that they should be even more, but yeah, building building on that as <laughs> yeah. opposed to take lifting yeah. directly lift, from don't the page. Lift it directly and go there we go. Yeah, uh, I, I, I really love Skull Island. It was just like a big Arthur Adams, you know. Yeah, it was on great. Yeah. Yeah. massive monsters yeah. punching each other. Yeah, mm. it was great. It was great. Bill Stout. Bill, yeah, yeah. yeah. So that was good. It. So we were kind of enthused about all of those. Yeah, yes. there's, there's no real duds in there for me. When John, when John. And unfortunately, I'm extremely easily pleased as well. <laughs> well John loves a trailer. Absolutely. The trailers are the best part of the cinema experience. Absolutely. Yeah. I never watch anything on Netflix. I just watch the trailers. Oh, just the trailers? Well, that's it. It's, all, it's all killer, no filler. It's, just, it's, just, it's, a highlight, it's a highlight reel, and then you come away satisfied. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, uh, that's, that's, how, that's how I do sex as well. Just Just the highlights. No, just the highlights. Just the highlights as fast as possible. Get it all over with. That's not on Netflix, is it? <laughs> three minutes to remember. <laughs> well, yeah, one minute and two minutes of remembering. That's what I like. <laughs> and no. that, Annette doesn't listen to this show. No, she no, doesn't. She does no, not. I'm no. perfectly She's safe. Checking. No, I don't think so. I think she'd have checked out by long before now. At this yeah, point, at this sure. point, I'm perfectly safe. Annette is calmly sitting waiting for pick of the week. So, we have I, John with us. We have John with us, right? <laughs> yeah, you interview John. Why am I interviewing John? Because I know John quite well. Well, that I? makes it that, easier yeah, for that you. That certainly makes it easier. Yeah, it makes it harder. Okay, mm. does it? Yeah, because I know you so well. It's hard to know what other people don't know about you. Ah, uh, 
Because so much of the stuff I like, you're, it's very meta. I kn- yeah, but I knew, I knew. For example, the first w- uh, published work you did wasn't uh, Troubled Souls. Sure. It would have been, was it the the guys with the the, the Centurions. Centurions? This is PJ's the interview technique. He's going to tell you about you. <laughs> so, but that's what I mean. That's, I like it though. <laughs> <laughs> to be honest, he's, he's, I'd actually quite like to hear that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'll occasionally agree. <laughs> <laughs> this is why it'd be better if someone else interviewed you. I, okay. I will, yeah. So, John, cast your mind back in the midst of time oh to the uh, first work you ever did. What was it? Well, <laughs> <laughs> Troubled souls. <laughs> uh, when did you first discover that you could draw? Uh, I'm still waiting for that. <laughs> I'm still waiting for that the little sort of road to Damascus ray of light to come through and uh, cheer me up. When did you first realize you couldn't do anything else? Oh, Christ. <laughs> uh, four. <laughs> four. Four was this when I was... It. This is it for me. Yeah, yeah. Four was when I was bought my first comic, and that was... I finished looking at it and went, that's what I'm going to do when I grow up. Really? Yeah. So, what was it? Avengers number eight. Okay. Uh, Avengers Ooh. versus Kang. And do you still have it? Do you have a copy not of that. it? No, not that yeah, one. But yeah, but yeah, of course. Yes, Do you yes. have any art from it or anything? Oh or? God, no, no. Did you no. not? What yeah. the original art? Well, yeah, or oh, yeah. Geez. Well, sure. I, mean, you're, <laughs> I wish. Yeah. You've, I mean, you've been in comics long enough for the artwork to have had mm. almost no value at the you know because sure. at one point all of the original art was worth next to nothing. It and was then, indeed. And it was indeed. Yes, I picked up a couple of real bargains when I was in my younger years and uh, cruising around trying to pick up work at going over to London and going to Fleetway mm. and British Marvel and showing my portfolio. And then I'd go to Comic Showcase, which was the place that sold all the original artwork back then. Uh, Forbidden Planet didn't have any. But uh, and going in there and picking up some real bargains. Um, I got a couple of pa- three pages of Arthur Adams mm-hmm. artwork, speaking of Arthur Adams, um, for next to nothing. And uh, some some nice Brandon McCarthy stuff and such like. But uh, the thing that always breaks me up is that the uh, Mick McMahon, mm-hmm. the entire last American, was sitting in Comic Showcase for 40 quid a page. And every time I oh. walked in, I'd go, I'll get some next time. <laughs> and I never did. Oh, Jesus Christ. Yeah. <laughs> Weeps. And, uh, did you, is there any of those pages you eventually let go of or, or just don't have anymore? Or no, that no. You thought, I, oh, I, well, I'll, I'll, get that, I'll get that again. Or that, actually, the, the only page I ever got rid of was a John Byrne Alpha Flight page. Oh, right. Yeah, a splash page with Snowbird, but it was not very good. Okay. Yeah, and I sold it for exactly the same price I bought it for. So probably I... If I'd hung on a bit longer, yeah. I'd have got a bit more, but whatever. Yeah, I, I don't miss it. It wasn't great. And do you, uh, is there any artwork that you do? You still buy original artwork, or is that just sort I of a thing you to, went through? Well, it's so expensive. Now. Yeah, it's just insane. Uh, I tend to try and just swap with people. Yeah, you know, if I try to become friends with famous people, <laughs> and then just uh, fool them into thinking I'm good at drawing and swap pages with them. <laughs> and we had we had this discussion last was it last week or the week before about. I gave a sketch to Jock. Jock was looking. Right. Uh, there was a, a dread sketch I'd done. There, Jock was looking. I says, "Here, Jock, you're welcome. To, you want it?" And he went, you "Really? I went, yeah, it's great." I, and he walked away. I thought that fucker didn't even offer <laughs> me a return sketch. <laughs> <laughs> Are you listening, Jock? <laughs> you owe Paul a page. Bastard. <laughs> and not just a sketch. <laughs> Batman, Dark Mirror. I mean, <laughs> splash page. <laughs> and then we were talking about like the. 
how hor- horrible it would be to offer someone a, pay- a page swap and then we go, yeah, and then it's suddenly, yeah, but my pages are worth like five times your, you know, yeah, well, give me true. five of your, give me your complete run of that and yeah. I'll, you'll have one of my pages, that'll be fair. Yeah. And it's yeah. like, mm-hmm. Yeah, that is the, uh, yeah, that's the worry <laughs> <laughs> when, when going that tack. I usually try to get people drunk first. Yeah, 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 yeah okay. Just oil them up first. What's, what's your, uh, do you have a favorite page that you have? That, or one that you got that's particularly... I've got a Gilcane Warlock page, which oh, nice. is terrific. Yeah. And uh, probably one of the Arthur Adams pages, yeah. uh, X-Men Annual 9, uh-huh. the final page of it, which is lovely. Have, have a you long ever shot had, one, had, is it? Had, I've got two long shot pages. Yeah. No, X-Men Annual 9 doesn't have long shot. That's issue 10, I think. Issue 10, I think, has long shot okay. on it. Uh, but I have two long shot pages as well. Oh, nice. So, mm. yeah, which are and really And have you any pages that, that, that you were swapped in a kind of, you got drunk and went, yeah, that, that'd be great. And then no, you're kind of going, did, ooh, maybe. No, I, oh, no, oh. Not do that you I tend to carry your pages around when you're drunk, do you? Yeah. Just yeah, yeah, I used to, I, I, sure. At comic conventions, I would bring artwork with me into yep. the bar. Yep. We all did back yeah. in the day. Yeah. Not, not anymore, do I don't think, but, yeah. but back then, yeah. Yeah, it wouldn't yeah. have been a big surprise. I got quite a see. lot of really tasty Glenn Fabry pages that <laughs> way. Just... I mean, Glenn was selling stuff really cheap. Ah. Not like several years. Because I got some Glenn's... sketch pages of his that were like, uh, it was character work that he'd drawn for a book about anatomy. So it wasn't that oh, long sure. ago. And he was selling them for like five pound a page. Yeah, well, they were done in an old. um, Well, they were pencil pages, and they were, you know, they weren't comic books, and they didn't have characters on them. Still beautiful artwork for a fiber, like. Oh yeah. Yeah, yeah. Glenn's his own worst enemy sometimes (laughs) when that comes to that sort of thing. Yeah. Yeah. So you started doing comics when early eighties. I no, jeez, I don't think so. No, nine. Just the turn of the night. Trouble no, Souls was late eighties. Trouble Souls was eighty nine. Was it right? Okay. Crisis, yeah, crisis that was. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I think I might have got my first work in about eighty seven or eighty eight. Yeah. And but you know, one job it, in the entire year. Um, I did a couple of issues of Action Force. Yeah. As well, well pre Troubled Souls. What do you call it? You, the shop you and Fred opened was in eighty eight. Right. And so I think I, I mean I I judge your. Basically, I I met you at that that shop, and so sure. I kind of know roughly from '88. So, but I think you'd done Centurions just before that, but you hadn't yeah. really. There was no comic career to speak of. It no, was, God, no. Yeah, it was, no, no, that's not a was, comic career. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Centurions. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah um, that's a comic embarrassment. Yeah. And is that Centurions as in Par Extreme Centurions? Par Extreme, fucking great cartoon. And asked, oh, yeah. asked, I'd never seen it, and still never have. And, and uh, yeah, were, were there any editorial decisions on that comic strip? Yeah, that yeah, first no, you, you leading question. <laughs> yes, uh, I drew all the characters. I was going through my Barry Windsor Smith phase at the time. Uh-huh. So I drew everything in a sort of that pre-Raphaelite way. And uh, so they Elongated came. Elongated noses exactly, and Exactly. And then they came along and just pasted faces over every one of my drawings <laughs> to make them on model. And uh, that was a very learning experience yeah. as to where you are in the pecking <laughs> chain of things, <laughs> i.e. you're an, somebody that the, right at the bottom that they're employing to do a job and they don't really care. Um, you know, how it was, really looks. So somebody had to sit down, though, and, and either redraw all those faces or had to Oh, pick, no, they just, they, they were photo stats of old and... previous faces and just pasted them on. Yeah. I mean, some of the heads were 
slightly looking wrong in angles. the wrong angles <laughs> and things. You know, it was it was not not. I, I like that. You know, I mean, at this stage in your career, you must have drawn hundreds of thousands of pages. Millions, millions, I think. No exaggeration. More than Jack Kirby and you know, put, and, and John Basile put really, together. He was really hacking them out. So. <laughs> I don't. I have no idea how but many the, pages have to but, run. But 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 you still remember that distinctly. That that. Oh sure. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it was one of those jobs where I had three days to do it. Yeah. And I stayed up. I worked all day, all night, all day, all night, and then the next day I had to drive to the airport and special delivery wow. over. Yeah. And I was I was practically passing out at the wheel of the car as I was driving down to the airport because I was so sleep deprived. And was that 20, 22 pages in three days? Oh, God, no. It was like six. All right. <laughs> it was like six. They wouldn't give me a full comic. And, you know, it was six pages. But yeah. They wouldn't have been enough electrostatic heads in the world to cover 22 pages. Absolutely. <laughs> that they start cutting down a new forest. <laughs> but no, it was only six yeah, pages, okay. I believe. Yeah. But yeah. still, it was hard work. Yeah. Because it, yeah, yeah, yeah. it was British comics, and it wasn't it? Sure. It, was, yeah, it, was, sure. it wasn't in America. In comic. No, no, no. Yeah, I don't even remember an seeing anthology that comic. book, wasn't it? Just it was just a it was an anthology book, wasn't it? it was they did a, a they, because there was an American comic as well, yeah. and they reprinted some of the American stuff, and then they stuck in new some stuff at the start. Will, Will Simpson did a lot of Centurion stuff yeah. around that time, uh, so you know, and Will I think was the guy who kind of. St- slid my stuff under the nose of the editor okay. at the time and sort of uh, so thanks Will yeah. for that one yeah thanks Will no no I mean it. <laughs> yeah. no, so no, would, you, say, would you say yeah, that that then worked. led to getting the, the Troubled Souls work with Garth or was it just Garth no. was just looking for someone who no 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 Garth, Garth came in to, would buy bought his comics from my shop okay so he came into the shop one day we had we talked about working together because anybody who came into my shop who had aspirations to be a writer and knew that I was starting to get little bits of work in comics would say, I've got an idea for a story. All writers are like that. <laughs> yes, exactly. day. They're yes. all slightly desperate. Oh, sure. It's, it's like, so if you post on uh, uh, any comic creator at all, doesn't matter what level you are, but if you post something on Twitter to the effect of, hey, I am an artist. I've had this amount of work published. I'm looking for a, a four-page story. It's like throwing chum into the water. Writers everywhere. You'll draw a story for me. Brilliant. Let's go. So, yeah. Yeah. yeah, writers are always looking for artists. Is oh, always, God, absolutely. The way. So was he yeah. the first one you took seriously? No, no, no. Uh, uh, he was just another guy coming into the shop, and I was just like, sure, sure. And he, Crisis was out, and mm-hmm. Crisis was perhaps the sales were dropping, and they'd, and put, they'd put out an, an announcement sort of saying, we need <gasps> new stuff, yeah. uh, new ideas. And Garth said, how's about you and me team up and do something about the Troubles. I mean, that's two young guys from the Northern Ireland, story about the Troubles. They're bound to go for it. And I was like, sure, whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, and Garth sent in the pitch, and the next thing I knew, we were flying over to, to see. They wanted to see, talk to us, make sure we weren't lunatics, and that we could actually do the thing. Okay. Uh, so, you know, that and that they, was They it. flew you over then, yeah? They did. They that must played have been us really over. kind of exciting at the Oh, time. God, it was terrifying. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Especially when they said to me, uh, it's 96 pages of fully painted comic art, and I had never painted a thing in my mm. entire life. Well, that's what I was going to say. Is it, mm. Had you any experience in painting because none, it was fully none painted? None, because I had spent my entire life going through school uh, with people saying, my school teachers 
art teacher saying paint stuff and me going, I'm going to be a comic artist when yeah. I grow up. That's all black and white artwork. <laughs> yeah. I don't, I'm not bothering with that old yeah, crap. Someone else takes care of that. Yeah, shit. Oh, sure. Absolutely. Yeah. That's beneath me. Yeah. And then suddenly I was learning to paint in front of an audience of however many it, thousand It should be people. like uh, at that, at that point, comics were, uh, American comics were in the four color process. So they weren't even, I mean, they weren't fully painted. They were, oh, you no. know, someone would do, do a color uh, guide and then uh, somebody else would cut out the colors from a sheet of acetate for, for each of the layers of colors. It's like a madness, a mad process. Oh, and, yeah. and But British comics were published in full color. They were yeah. very unusual in that Well, respect. it was, it was Simon Bisley's fault and Glenn yeah. Fabry's fault. They came along and with fantastic <laughs> painting skills. I'm not a big fan of painted comics because I think it really slows down the storytelling. Yeah. You know, you're, and uh, it just doesn't keep the story moving. I but think it slows down the artist as well, and oh and, it, and it kills. It <laughs> yes. sort of kills movement and momentum yep. in the story yeah. for the artist, and then. If you're if you're painting it, you're kind of thinking, oh, well, I might as well make it look really nice. And then because it's really nice, suddenly your reader's going to go, oh, I'm going to stop, stop and it, look yeah. at this for sure. an hour, you know? Sure. For me, it still really dates it as well. Yeah. I feel like whenever I see fully painted, yeah. it feels... Mm. Almost every painted or art painted comic, you can go, well, I can know when that's from. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Sure. Even just down to the, the colour process, I mean, you know all like the Bill Sienkiewicz stuff, you go, well, that's 88, 89, yeah. Yeah, it was all, I mean, it was the thing, wasn't it? John J. Muth and Kent Williams were all doing their stuff, like Havoc, mm-hmm. Wolverine and Melt, whatever. Yeah, uh, well, Meltdown yeah. or whatever the hell it was and such like. So, yeah, you had all that going on in the States and you had Bisley and Fabry doing great stuff. But everybody was then forced to do painted stuff. and Not you, everyone could I, do it. Well, I certainly am no <laughs> Bisley or Fabry. Well, no. That raises the question. How long did it take you? Uh, well, I it was slow to start with, but I mean, I had deadlines, so I just had to. God, really God get hadn't it written out. any comics at that stage. No, God, he? that was his first work. Yeah, yeah, so absolutely. I didn't did even understand the process. The, 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 well, I mean, the, they showed the, him the, some the, scripts. Here's we like your idea. Here's a script to go and do that. Yeah. that was the kind yeah, of yeah. gist of it. Yeah. Oh yeah, I mean, there were bets going on in the office as to whether or not <laughs> he would actually be able to pay off. You yeah. know. Because the idea he was 18, good. wasn't he? He was 18 19, or 19. 19, yeah. I think, yeah. And yeah. I was 22. So, yeah. you know, we weren't, we were fairly young. I mean, Christ, he was. <laughs> you look at photo of him on the back, or both of us, the photos yeah. of us on the back of the Trouble Souls book. Nah, I could probably Christ. put Fetus right now to the other room. <laughs> <laughs> thank thank, gar- thank gar- God spiky, this isn't on film. Spiky hair. Yeah. We'll, yeah, post, yeah, yeah, we'll yeah. post links to those photos on, on the blog later. <laughs> Thanks very much. Christ, I look and, like And you're, you're a lot sort of fuller faced and uh, rosy cheeked. I am indeed. Yes. <laughs> yes. 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 Not realizing the horrors to come. Just <laughs> <laughs> wanted to they take the photograph before or after. Yeah, did they take the photograph whenever you went over? And they thought, let's get some headshots these guys beforehand. Before we yes, break yes. them, yeah. before we destroy them, yeah. tear yeah. them apart. Yeah, you, but you came around though in the painting. You were really good at painting by the I, end of it. I, 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 I hated every minute of it. I remember you, painting you was never of, easy. I remember you got some advice from Glenn because you were talking to me about it at the time and going, Glenn, you could just paint over stuff again. <laughs> you don't, oh yeah! You don't have to paint. Turns out you don't have to just paint it once. You can paint it three or four times. Yeah, acrylics. Who knew? <laughs> Who knew? I didn't know. It's like three I, coats, I was... of, three coats of paint on your <laughs> on your roof or something. It's like, yeah. oh, I can do this again, and again. Absolutely. It was. Oh yeah. Glenn was uh, uh, helped me out a lot. I yeah. would go around to his, down to Brighton and sit in his room and watch him paint and just go, ah, that's how the hat. Oh, yeah. Amazing, right? And then try to em- emulate it a little, but uh, yeah. 
Glenn, you know. Glenn's still a demon with the, with the oh paintbrush. God. He's incredible. He's and he uses the shittiest tools. <laughs> you sort of think to yourself, he must have like really good paint and really good paintbrush. No, it's like kids' paints and stuff. It's, sure. It's insane. Absolutely. Yeah, so it's, it's mainly beer. <laughs> <laughs> it's mainly beer. Beer with a bit of paint next to it. <laughs> Just Some fag ash. Yeah, absolutely. And a curry spilled on. it up. Just mushed in. You know, that'll do. And somehow he makes it work. Yeah. The genius. The so, mad genius. Uh, <laughs> so Trouble Souls comes out and uh, yeah. it gets a really good response. It did. For the most part, you're yeah. On, you're on Channel 4 News. We were, yes. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's Children in, of the Troubles. That's right. <laughs> that's right. That was funny. Yeah, they, they took us around to film us in various hot spots, you know, to mm-hmm. make us seem authentic. And uh, we would, so Garth and I would be going, we shouldn't really film here. And they'd be like, it'll be fine with the BBC. It'll be fine with Channel 4. It'll be fine. It'll be fine. And then we'd be in the van with stones pelting off the van, pelting down the road going, it wasn't fine. <laughs> we'll, film, we'll just film at your house or in the crime. That'll do. <laughs> yeah, so. What's really, like, you'll not know this, but John's, uh, both John's parents are doctors. John lives, in, uh, you were at the time living in this beautiful house that effectively a mansion and you're going to these little drug this is really authentic Belfast yeah. this is not like my house no, wait, uh, <laughs> it's no, not no, like no. where I live no no, <laughs> oh, no. oh Christ no I, yeah. I, I don't know what I, I imagine Garth came from a similarly kind of no, I wouldn't say middle class, but I mean, you're oh, yeah, middle yeah. class, definitely. Oh, God, yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah. Uh, oh, we're both so, middle class wankers. Yeah. <laughs> no doubt about it. Absolutely. Yeah. Never seen a stone chucked in your life. <laughs> No, no, no. no. Well, <laughs> never chucked in anger. No, never um, in anger. No, I'm the same. Yeah. Yeah. So how did your parents feel about your? Uh, oh, uh, well, they bought path? they bought me my first comic and then spent the next twenty years regretting <laughs> having done that. Oh my God, what are we going to do? He's, you know, you can't yeah. be a comic artist You're from Belfast. Yep. What they had no, they had no point of reference. They had no point of reference, yeah. so they couldn't understand it yeah. you know, and couldn't figure it out. They just wanted me to be a doctor or a dentist or what have you. Yeah. So, like everybody, everybody. Did they come? Did they come round eventually? Was well, there once a... I started getting paid. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> once it was obvious I wasn't going to be working in Kentucky. Stop Fried sending money, darling. <laughs> yes. Yes. Did it? Did it ever? Because, like, I I watched your career take off, but I also knew other people who did well and did badly and did you know because well, a comics career as a freelancer can be up and down and you can, oh, it you has can have been. amazing years and terrible years yep uh but when you start out you, did you have a, a barometer of, of of how that would go did you know did you kind of go <laughs> hey look i'm going into comics and I, I know it looks great right now but it won't always be that hot no I, I i was i thought that i would break in and it would just be like a stairway you know, just, yeah, a, just an escalator, escalator ride right. away up to, yeah. to the, this is the Pantheon. <laughs> to the Pantheon. Be up there beside, you know, yeah. Jack and waving you up. Come on yeah, up, John. Okay. <laughs> yeah. The water's lovely. Yeah, the you wine is and the grapes are peeled and so, so we, but popped you, in your mouth. Did you were you then were you then able to kind of tell your parents this is look, this is how it's gonna work. This is I'm gonna do well, this was, and this and yes, then and everything will be fine. Yep, It'll be great. This yep. is the career path. Yeah, I, I did say that to really? them. I mean at the time when I was thinking about breaking into <clears throat> comics, uh Jim Shooter was uh, uh at Marvel was talking about comics and careers in comics mm-hmm. and they were very much actively bringing people in. They published a comic called Marvel Age, which showed you how to apply and Jim talked about how you could earn really good money in in comics 
better than a doctor or what have you like that. And it was, it's true. It was true in the in the eighties for sure. Yeah. Uh, if you work for Marvel uh, or DC, um, and I have done well, yeah. but I've had years where I've done terribly. Yeah. Uh, but yes, yeah, so I assumed that my career was going to be like that, uh, and I had seen, you know, I I saw people like Glenn head off yeah. to to uh, to Marvel and DC yeah. and start to do very well for himself there as well. Yeah. So I just assumed that this was all going to be my career path. And to a degree, it was yeah. up to a point. Yeah, yeah, because <laughs> yeah, I, I think when you're because you're like twenty two, twenty three, you kind of you see oh, yeah. you, you you see how uh, you know you get this opening and, you, and, and oh, I'm on a regular book already, and this is great, sure, and, and it's all going to work out, and we're going to yep. do this, then this, and this, and, and yep. I don't think it ever occurs to you that oh, maybe there's you know this is a freelance job, and sometimes it's going to be crap, and sometimes yeah, yeah. it's going to be really great. I came into it really much much older, so I was already mm. going. No, I don't. I'm I'm a bit worried because I earn a lot of money one year and then the next year I earn fuck all because that's yeah. <laughs> that's yeah, the that's, worst possible scenario and that's, that's what I've killed got to some worry people about. Yeah. and their um, careers yeah yeah so but it's interesting because I never had to tell that to my parents I never had to kind of because I had computers so I, I, was, yeah. I was doing that that was a proper job um, but it's kind of you know a your real parents, job a real job with your with your parents and and your brothers all having kind of sensible jobs well, my my middle brother works in computer games yeah. he writes computer games yeah so uh, i don't never know catch if, on <laughs> no no i did used to say to him computers <laughs> <laughs> comics is where all the real money is always gonna be <laughs> people always want bits of paper they will That's what they'll always they will want that. <laughs> with people with their underpants on the outside printed there on you know, that's what the people are craving and they will always crave you know none of this Pete Ram and doodads <laughs> that you keep talking about. <laughs> so Trouble Souls comes out. Uh, how how does that sort of how do you leap from that to Hitman? Well, we Garth and I both worked on various things for Fleetway, bit of Dread, this and that. Uh, mm. He did uh, what was that thing with uh, Warren Police, True Faith, True Faith, which yeah. was very successful as well, and. Uh, and we just and did you did was a few troubles more for a few, few troubles, troubles more because where we took well. the piss out of troubled souls, yeah. um, but at the time DC were always sending people over yeah, to the conventions head and head hunting, and uh, because at that time, really the only places that you could work in American comics were in America or in the UK. Because there was no internet, there was no way of sending stuff in. You had the language yeah, barrier. Yeah, and, language yeah. barrier, and you had the FedEx <clears throat> stuff, and so it was a bit tricky anywhere yeah. beyond the UK. So, so they would, and we were kind of hot. There, Alan Moore was doing his thing, and all, yeah. and Dave Gibbons and whatnot. So, you know, we were right. There, there was some talk that there was a, at that point, uh, the a lot of American artists were talking about setting up a union. Oh there yeah, there was a certain amount of union busting going on. I kind of. We're going to look look where we can get other artists from, uh-huh. here, and they're not going to be in your union. Yeah, Aye, well, that so, was sort of eighty four, yeah. eighty five, roughly about the time because that's whenever Karen Berger came over and yeah. and mm. snapped up Grant Morrison and Alan Moore and Peter Milligan yeah. and a few others. Sure, and I think you and Garth are probably maybe the second wave of that. I, I think we were more wave. third wave. Third wave. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, I mean, we were definitely yeah around the same time as Duncan Fergredo. And uh, Phil Winsley and did, guys did, like did that. Did that feel like Sean a Phillips. kind of? Um, oh yeah, this is a natural. This is a natural way to go. This do is what your, happens do now. You, you yes. work your time in, yep. in the UK mines. You go to the yep. states. That's the yeah. way it's. Yeah, be. well, it, you saw it happening. Yeah. 
before and these waves and you expect you yeah. hoped at yeah. a certain point you would be brought over and like called up to the maid, called up to the majors. Yeah. yeah hey come on up to the head yeah. office little boy and yeah. uh, check it out and garth and i just got brought over at that time i did a book for dc with archie goodwin called streets which was done written by a guy called Jim Hudnell. Mm. And uh, it was another fully painted book. <laughs> oh, Jesus. Get and this I, guy. He loves it. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so I, I hauled my way through that. And as I was nearing completion on that, Garth and I were offered the demon. And mm -hmm. that was that. Then off we went for DC. And I worked for DC for 10 years solid mm. after that. And demon just led straight to Hitman because Hitman was created within the pages of the demon. Yeah. One of the one of their crossover events to create a whole bunch of new characters. Were uh, were there projects at that time that you were that you were offered but you kinda went, No, I'm I am on the Oh God no, I took everything. <laughs> <laughs> I took it all. Anything I was offered I took it. It was just like, Oh yeah, yeah, I can do that. I was extremely prolific at yeah. the time. I was young were you, and were you, dumb and was that when you were zing. were you were travelling the world at that point? You I was. A, a lot of the everywhere? demon was drawn in Hong Kong yeah. and uh um and some of Hitman too yeah. and we were yeah, I was God, I I I was shredding some of my old credit card statements uh -huh. a couple of years ago. And I was like looking into a different world, yeah. uh, just seeing like San Francisco, you know, New York, Hong Kong, somewhere in Europe. And you just go, holy fuck, did I ever <laughs> just stop spending money for a second <laughs> and just stay at home and save some cash? <laughs> what a lunatic. But no, it was great. It was lovely. It was great times. But uh, yeah, it's, it was... Uh, I was, anything I was offered, I was doing two and a half pages of pencils a day. So, uh, and uh, when I was in Hong Kong, I was doing two and a half pages. And then at 12 o'clock midday, I was going out. Mm -hmm. And that was my, uh, so I got two and a half pages penciled yeah. by 12 o'clock. Wow. <laughs> Holy shit. But you weren't egging yourself then? No, no, at that point. I, oh, that no, I was egging myself as well. Half, half at the that afternoon then? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I, I did four pages in the next uh, day or something like that yeah i was inking myself at okay. the time yeah. but it was ridiculous output i mean i look back at it and just weep uh hitman was that that was an unbroken run was, was there any downtime in that or are you just no no it was uh full on for 60, for 60 issues no there's one there's one issue oh steve Pugh did uh, one it fell in issue because issue I, 21 I, I you're bought, right i bought the i bought the hitman yeah, you're right. two hitman collections on mm. comicsology which I have, and there's there's one story that's a different artist. It's not Steve Pugh, but I can't think of who it is. That's an annual. Is it an annual? All ah, right. Yeah. Okay, then. That's okay. Steve Pugh and Carlos Escara. Ah, okay. Yeah, yeah, because did Carlos's house fall down and <laughs> Steve had to think, or maybe okay. that was a different story. Yeah. Carlos. Okay. Or maybe, oh, I don't know. Anyway, yeah. Steve Pugh and Carlos yeah. did so fairly, the annual. Fairly. And that, yeah. that's probably yeah. the most, McCray like McCray artwork as well. Do you think the most the most you don't, kind you don't of think Dix's? where you push? Well, yeah, I suppose Dix's as well. Where you put like so, like sometimes I'll allow what, myself. What Hitman? No, 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 uh, uh, the Demon. I think. Oh, the Demon. The yeah, definitely. Really, kind of where you're you're. And I think yeah. when you're when you're allowed to be the most like you as you can. Be, and I'm talking about you generally as any artist. Sure. Th then you can be really fast because if you're if you're a fast yes. artist, then you can be really fast if yes. you're if you're doing stuff that is kind of. But sometimes it can be so white there. <laughs> yeah, I, I did get quite crazy on the yeah. demon at times. Yeah, and I'm I'm not sure. I think that fed through into Hitman. That yeah. that the idea of the the cra the craziness and my artwork adding to that allowed Garth to sort of go right. Well, okay, then we're going to do all these insane yeah. characters yeah. within Hitman. These things will work. 
and they'll work. And yeah. we were constantly being told by the editors, you can't do that. <laughs> you can't have this strange tube demon behind the bar shouting I am Bator when there's all this sort of serious stuff going on yeah. in front of it. It doesn't work, but... Yeah. It seemed to. Surely a lot of that just comes from Garth's general disdain for superheroes and and oh, that yeah. sort of world. And he he just kind of wanted to keep on putting things in there that were that really that didn't fit. And didn't, yes, yeah. there's no doubt about that. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Did so. you? Was is there anything? I mean, because you were working with Garth, not almost nonstop. Then was there mm. anything? Was Garth taking anything in from you? Were you kind of going, Garth? It'd be fun if we did something like this, or uh, on occasion? Like, yeah. yeah, on occasion. Earlier on, Garth was a little bit more susceptible or accepting of that <laughs> yeah. sort of thing, and then now he's pretty much here's the script. Yeah, do what you're told, yeah. and that's fair enough. He's Garth Ennis. Yeah, you know, if you want to work with Garth, you. Yeah, well, I yeah, well, yeah. There is, uh, I, I find I get quite a lot of if if I deviate at all in any way, mm. um, I'll get a little note that says uh, not like that, like this, as per script. <laughs> as per <laughs> script. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, I've got less as per scripts now than I had the uh, beginning to work with Garth, but uh, it is it is quite funny. It just says as per script, and it kind of yeah. oh god, artists. Yeah, well, <laughs> it's a heavy my side. my continuity is appalling, yeah. and uh, one of the characters in Hitman was a guy called Hacken who sawed off his own hand, and it was replaced with a little Mickey Mouse hand, mm-hmm. and. Every issue I forgot and just drew <laughs> hacking with two real hands. And eventually, on the script, I would get the script and it would say anytime Hacken's name, Hacken brackets, hand <laughs> close brackets, so that, uh, you know, because he just got a bit pissed off with me and my terrible continuity. But, uh, you know, whatever. And around the same time, then you were doing the odd bit of Preacher as well, weren't you? There was a Preacher annual you did. Yeah, it was a special, uh, the Tall in the Shadow uh, Tall, saddle, Tall but saddle. I only inked that over Steve and drew, and drew the horses. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> drew the horses, yeah. It was all horses. Horses issue. are hard. Well, I, I love drawing horses, so Steve so hates, John, what Steve John hates likes drawing John. horses. Here's what, what, I don't think people realize this, what, what I think John really loves drawing is any knobbly joint on anything mm. so uh, mm. horses got the- <laughs> <laughs> stop talking dirty to me Paul <laughs> and horses of course joints. Horses, horses of course have a lot of knobbly joints on they them do. so that's they that's, that's, that's the attraction there. oh yeah 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 <laughs> A lot of a lot of joints that go in the wrong direction. <laughs> I, I like that. We all have our thing. I know. Yeah. Uh, um, so where did that take you from there then? Uh, I did a bit of work for Marvel, this and that. I God, I forgot did my you, career did path. Did you generally know kind of uh, here's what I'm doing for the next two years? Or, or well, I it... did when I was working on Hitman. Yeah. Uh, and then after Hitman, I see pretty much straight into Jenny Sparks. Yeah. Uh, for Wildstorm. And that was short. That was like four, six, 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 six issue ago. thing. But then that was led straight into the monarchy, which was yeah. to replace or at least run alongside the authority. That's, that's, I think when they started running out of ideas for the for, for those well, things. Well, the monarchy was a bit of a a, a bit of a disaster. Yeah. And um, I know Robbie Robbie Morrison's career at, at DC sort of died at death when he did. I think it was the authority. The authority, right? The authority yeah. Season season three. Yeah, really. yeah, yeah. He, he yeah just, things were things were odd yeah. at at that point at DC as well. For instance, I drew uh, the Midnighter and Apollo kissing in mm-hmm. one panel, and it just vanished. 
from the artwork when the issue came out there was just a big white space where that panel <laughs> was meant to be and uh, yeah, draw, you know hey kids stuff draw like your that. own homosexual encounter <laughs> exactly, right exactly yes so you know stuff like that <clears throat> yeah. was, you know things were odd at the time but that, that wasn't DC DC that was Wildstorm wasn't yeah it? but DC sort of, had bought had Wildstorm bought them at that point yeah, yeah yeah so they were starting to go hold on yeah. We don't want Batman and Superman kissing each other. Yeah, mm, this is bad. Yeah, yeah. Well, so. yeah. I think there was a bit of a sort of worry that that the IP they had bought, they didn't want it sullied. Yeah, they wanted that IP pure for whatever uses they had for it in the future. Sure, yeah. sure. <laughs> Although, I mean, like, like if you, uh, the only thing Apollo and and uh, thing have going for them as a Batman and Superman as a character is, is, is that they is are the, gay. Yeah, yeah. That's, yeah. 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 Otherwise, they're just Batman and, and Superman. Yes. Well, it's it's, it's, a, it's a Batman that does kill people. Well, yeah, but then you know, yeah, it's, it's Batman really and um, Superman that does kill people. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Yes. Um, <laughs> so what what was, I mean, did you at that point did you toy with any idea of creator own stuff or was no that, was no that, not at all that wasn't really in the ether for, for it, most artists was it not really no the the, tr- the trouble with the industry at that time was that uh there weren't really any creator owned companies that would pay you a page rate yeah. up front to make and i i just didn't see it as a viable option i wanted to be earning money yeah and i and you know to to think about working on four issues without any pay yeah. till the issues came out and then hope for a back end hit was, yeah, was yeah. a it's, bit. It's, it's funny, I mean, people don't realise yeah. that's four months of no money. Exactly. Because you yeah. can't you can't do that and something else. Or you could have done in your younger days. Yeah, but I was getting old then. Yeah. You know, I was hitting Slower. thirty or something like that. <laughs> so it was just falling to pieces by that point. So um Kids but, as well, kids at that, that that stage. Not nearly. Yeah. Nearly. Yeah. Not quite. But they yeah, can slow you down. Yeah, oh jeez, yeah, <laughs> yeah, and uh, require a lot more money. Yeah. So yeah, so that uh, that that yeah, the idea of work working, you know, with uh, creator own stuff just didn't cross my radar at the time, and I wish that I had thought of it a bit yeah. sooner. And because maybe that, that's what all of the the British creators then at that point they'd kind of all moved away from mm. the, the Marvel and DC companies that had brought them over. Sure, and they had kind of moved into. Let's make something for ourselves at this sure. point, you know. Sure, I mean that was the that was the trend, was the wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. but uh, I didn't I didn't quite have the the big hits behind me that mm. allowed me to do that. I mean, the demon was mildly successful, and Hitman was mildly successful, yeah. but none of them were big think, hits that, that were, I... gave me enough cash sitting in a yeah. pot that I could go off and then plus you were that. spending it like crazy exactly <laughs> stupidly I was spending it like crazy yes yeah, so, <clears throat> so uh, yes um, yeah where does where does that bring so we're, where, where, where are we at there we're at that brings us up to the end of the 90s the yeah. end of the 90s pretty just pretty much got 20 years from here to there yeah yeah okay well, my, we'll, we'll continue the chat with John next week yeah, we're not like talking that. to you anymore, John. Yep. Bye. <laughs> no, don't go. Stay. Stay, John. Shortcut Stay. to the airport. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, take your headphones off, John, because my ears are melting. <laughs> we're wearing headphones in, a, in some sort of pathetic attempt to look professional. Mine look like a sex toy. They do. They've got that. Back to the whole sex <laughs> yeah, yeah, life. Yeah, I know. I don't. Again. Oh, God, that's bad. In what oh, way do they look like I a don't. sex toy? Well, I, I could show you. Yes. <laughs> I know. I could show you. I, I know what you're talking about, Paul. <laughs> I'm a man Listen, of the world. Listen, John and I are more experienced <laughs> in the way of the world. We know. Mm-hmm. We've seen things you people wouldn't believe. Yes. 
<laughs> sex toys and there fire off the shoals of Orion. <laughs> so, right, I know my wife's not going to listen to this. So, um, my wife went to an Ann Summers party. Right, years. This is several years ago, and got really hammered, really, really hammered, and went out to talk to her dad and said, "I've bought a nurse's outfit," and then. <laughs> I no. went out to talk Just, to her dad. Was her dad, her dad there? Was, no, no, her dad was in the pub around the corner. But anyway, so then we got looking at, at some <laughs> of the things on, in Ann Summers' uh, catalogue. And there was a sex toy in there. And I honestly, mm. we were both looking at it for about 30 minutes going, I don't know how that works. <laughs> I don't know what that what? is or how that works. Mm. And, it, go. and it's kind of, <laughs> it's, it's yeah. like that. It's that kind of shape. And mm-hmm. the shape of these pair of headphones, and okay. it's like really, I'll, I'll, it'll be my pick yeah, of the week. Yeah, <laughs> That'll be your pick of the week. What the headphones or the sex toy? <laughs> of course. Uh, anyway, okay. Well, then let's just launch, <laughs> let's launch into pick of the week. Pick of the week. Which pick I of the have week. to confess, I still haven't, got, haven't got a theme tune made for it. Oh, I, I will eventually. It's just coming up with a really good idea. Well, it didn't you can't, stop I mean, you it didn't can't stop rush. me worried about the classics theme tune. The classics is great. It's too long. It's like a five-minute... That's, that's something that's not said during PJ's sex time. Oh, God, I'm sweating. Uh, um, right. Okay, who wants to go first? Again. I, I haven't thought of anything. Awesome. Of you? Yeah. What, are you going to yeah, pick last yes. week's headphones? Yeah. No, yeah. <laughs> Apple AirPods. <laughs> <laughs> Every no, time. I want to recommend a book. Okay. But um, you didn't read books. I, I had this read to me. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you had it read to You had it. Wow. Oh, who um, read it to you? Was it Siri? Who read it to it, me? If it was, was it? Ralphie, I don't think it could have <laughs> <laughs> Yes, it's where the wild things are. <laughs> okay. um, no, it's from Audible. I got it from Audible and I got it after listening. I think our my first pick of the week was the Blind Boy podcast. When he had talked oh, yeah, about yeah, yeah. Uh, oh, yeah. consciousness and uh-huh. that to thing. And I started listening to that. I thought, you know what? No, <laughs> I can't be bothered. Yeah, it's quite, it is quite heavy. So the one of the authors that he talks about, a guy called Robert Lanza, has written a book called Beyond Biocentrism, Rethinking Time, Space, Consciousness and the Illusion of Death. Oh, yeah, we do. Like, you thought, John, it was all dick jokes and sex toys, <laughs> but it turns out... If there's no dick jokes in this, I'm not reading it. <laughs> Well, it turns out your dick doesn't actually exist. Again. <laughs> Why would he know? He's never seen it. <laughs> it's been years. He's never seen his it's, dick. It's more of a rumour. Oh, my God. Yes. So, Beyond Biocentrism is... I, I want to recommend it because it's very good. It's super interesting, but I'm honestly not sure that I can adequately put into words what it actually does You've never it tries to, to posit put any of these things into no, words. No. this isn't good for a podcast no you can't that, put it, into words. it tries to posit that everything outside of us doesn't exist Every, it only exists inside of your mind i thought about myself for a long time yeah, yeah. <laughs> that, that you're the center of the universe yeah, yeah. trumpism <laughs> you're like a tiny little trump i'm a tiny trump like a poop <laughs> a trump poop <laughs> little orange poop oh, that's me uh, um so if you're into kind of science and alternative thinking it's it's very interesting i understood about 40 30 40 of it but i'm already halfway through my What's second alternative listen alternative thinking well it's it is an, an, an alternative view of reality and consciousness okay i don't spend a lot of time thinking about reality and consciousness. maybe you should i, I mostly just 
live it and just be in it. And, and oh, how very fucking zen. He's, so, <laughs> he's practicing mindfulness. I know, I know. He's, he's living <laughs> in the moment. <laughs> I know. Is there any other ways to live? Is there, like, do people sit around thinking about stuff a lot? I don't yeah. have time. <laughs> yes, do, pe- do people think, do people mull things over? <laughs> or do they I just blurt out the first mull. thing that comes into their head? <laughs> <laughs> I know what brand of philosophy he subscribes to. <laughs> have your you do only have your own worldview you only have you only have a really cognizant view of what you think of everyone else yeah but should you world. not try to expand that or should you stay locked into your own your well, you own view of everything expand it. You, yeah you can do but i i just worry sometimes that that i don't know i just said i don't know i just i, I well, can't think if you're getting then. along if you don't fine. want to listen to it then nobody's forced me to listen going to it well and it's not, you know and everything's okay what do you need to think but don't about you look up at the you know don't you look up at the sky at night and go what the fuck no well you should there's a ceiling I can't. <laughs> scott <laughs> I can't scott see. he's building a vr play suit in his, in his spare room <laughs> He wants to experience that big studio. bad world. I want a VR headset in my studio, John, so that I don't see the walls. I can see whatever I want outside of that. Nice. You know, you no, that's the not VR the reason we made fun of you. The reason we made fun of you is because you said, I'm having a clear out of my studio. I'm tidying everything in my studio <laughs> so that I can put on a VR headset and see whatever I want. Well, if that's the case, well, you don't have to tidy it. Well, you do because you'd not be able to see where you're going if you're walking and then you bump into a <laughs> stack of comics on the floor and a pair of crackers there and, you know. A pair, a of, a crackers. pair of crackers? I want you to imagine him like a Barry Windsor Smith Wolverine with the headset on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he's just like swiping around yeah. at nothing <laughs> in a nappy. <laughs> I don't want to imagine oh, that. We're back to my sex life again. Yeah. Um, okay, so that's that's my pick of the week. Okay. I'm going to, I, I, I have a pick of the week, Cause I, only because I didn't get talking about the review. I saw, there's a film called, uh, so I have Now TV, which is kind of Sky Movies and stuff. Uh, there's a film called uh, Happy Death Day. Oh, I really, I saw the trailer for that and really wanted really to see it. I really enjoyed it. I thought it was really good fun. That's good it's to hear. Kind of, um, ba- the, the, <clears throat> basically, it's a girl, is, it's a, a stabby killer movie <laughs> where a girl gets killed and then wakes up immediately that morning. It's basically it's, it's basically it's Groundhog Day with a serial killer with oh, a serial nice. killer yeah. twist in it. Um, and she's are, having to try and figure out who killed who's her, her who's every, every day. Yeah. Every, yeah, every day is a kind of who killed me kind of thing. And it's got a couple of of oh. uh, but you right, you know there's a couple of things at the end. And you kind of go oh it's a bit oh no okay I know I like that. And then they also directly talk about Groundhog Day. Okay, right right. End, <laughs> where they go. And, and, you know, the two characters are talking and she goes, it's a bit like Groundhog Day. She goes, what are you talking about? What, what happened to you? It's a bit like Groundhog Day. What? I've, you've never seen Groundhog Day? It's great. It's got Bill Murray in it. Br- Who's Bill Murray? <laughs> it's very, that's the bit that made me go, oh, that's a bit odd. But it's really good fun. Good okay, fun film. Good. So it's, and cool. it's, it's on uh, Night TV. Okay. Uh, you should have had enough time now to think of something. Oh, I, I've thought of one. Whoa, um, here we go. Shaving so your head. I'm going to recommend a new podcast. There's only one episode. Ah, oh, no, another one? There's a new episode. There's only one episode of it out so far. Uh, it's called Everything is Alive. Okay. And is this it, about biocentrism? No. <laughs> what is this weird? What is uh, going on? In it, the host interviews inanimate objects. Now, this right. sounds really... Okay. Like, that could be a lot of conversation. The first episode is him interviewing a. To be fair, can sometimes of... talking to Scott, it's it's a bit like an interview with an animal <laughs> object. There's nothing there. Well, in the first episode, he interviews a can of generic cola. Okay. And the, the cola talks about its dreams and aspirations and what it wants, you know, for the future. Okay. And where it came from. It's really funny, mm-hmm. and uh, it. Uh, I listened to it twice in a row. I thought it was so good. Wow. 
So, <laughs> right, and yeah. they're very short episodes as well. Aren't they're they? only like fifteen minutes. Yeah. So you yeah. can you can get through it pretty quickly. The the guy acting as the cola is doing a completely deadpan. Okay. Uh, it's it's heavily scripted. Okay. Okay. But it's um it's like a nice little radio play. You yeah. can get through them really quickly, and uh, they're re- they're going to be very entertaining. I, I've That's listened, the sort I've of thing I wanted to do, but we're never doing anything like that, are we? No, we're not. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Anyway, well, that's our show. Well, I've got one. Oh, well, John's pick of the week. What a terrible I've got a pick of the week. I didn't want to put any pressure on John. Oh, no. So I, I picked up uh, the uh, Simon and Kirby, uh, Art of the Studio of Simon and Kirby, uh, uh-huh. the, yesterday, and I was reading it last night. And it's lots of beautiful artwork from the 40s and 50s and crazy little stories uh, of various genres by Simon and Kirby Studios. Okay. Uh, fantastic. Some amazing artwork in them. Um some great little stories too. It's a brilliant book. This where, big coffee table type. Prefer, so it is a big, and it's shot directly from the original artwork oh, really? as well. Okay. So it just looks fantastic. Where, as well. where would you prefer we send people to buy that? Anywhere but Amazon. Okay. Okay. Yeah, <laughs> but Amazon. Your local comic shop, please. Well, okay. Yeah, please okay. buy because it from your local. We'll comic put shop. links into the show, but I, I, I know uh, John is like I, I've known you a long, long time, and John is like. A mor- has got a moral compass that is surprisingly sharp and pointed in the right direction for everything. And and it upsets me sometimes when I am so off John's moral compass. Off or spinning wildly. <laughs> <laughs> Back to Paul's spe- sex life again. <laughs> Listen, if I could get mine to spin wildly, do you not think I'd be showing it to everyone? Oh my God. <laughs> uh, well, on, on that helicopter notion, um, we're going to end this episode of the show. Uh, I've been Ron. I've been PJ. Scott. And John. Yay. See you next week. Bye. Bye. Thanks for coming. There's a dark and a troubled satellite. There's 